0: Welcome back to the Hansel Headlines. It's your host, Rodney Huffman here, back with another uh, NCAA basketball podcast. I got a special guest, uh, Matthew Knapp, otherwise known as Taco Cat.
1: Hey, buddy. How you doing? Uh, Nothing much.
0: Uh, We're going to start off talking about uh, the Kansas State, or the Kansas and
1: the Duke game. Oh, yeah. That was a really good game. I'm not going to lie. I watched it. I watched it uh, the other day and I I was like what? I mean it, it went pretty back and forth. Uh I believe Duke won the game, correct? Yeah, 68-66. It was a very good game,
0: but very sloppy game I should really say cuz uh rebounding <laughs> for,
1: for really, Kansas.
0: Rebounding for Kansas was good. They had 40 rebounds as a team, which is really good as looking as a team, but what really killed them I believe they're turnovers. They're turnovers. They had they had in the twenties of the turnovers, and you cannot win games having twenty turnovers. You know, but that's a big deal. And it's another big deal is is this be a problem for Duke going forward? Is rebounding going to be a problem going uh-huh. forward? Like because allowing Kansas to get forty rebounds on them that's not very good. You know. Uh, oh yeah. What really told the story, though, is, is if you look at this team's, it was two different ball teams, you know, two different ball games. You know, Duke, who was trying to go up to the three-point line and shoot it, didn't really have that much success. They shot eight for 24 from the three-point line. And, however, Kansas, they didn't shoot very much at three-point line, but when they did, they was pretty consistent. They went four for nine and shot pretty good. Uh, Kansas shot 23 for 50 on the field. Duke shot 23 of 64 from the field. A big difference there. You know, Kansas, if they would have shot a few more shots and got second chances, maybe they would have scored more and would have done better. But what really hurts them was their 28 turnovers, you know.
1: Yeah, I think they started 16 turnovers in the first half and then had uh, 12 more in the second half, yeah, which 12. is which is a good. No, I think, without, I think without the turnovers, I think Kansas would have had a chance. Really, if you just okay, so it's had twenty-eight turnovers. That's a lot, you know. If you just knocked that
0: turnover down to twenty-six, maybe twenty-five, they would have had a chance. They probably would have won the game, you know. Maybe this, this is this might be a problem for Duke as they're playing some tough teams because you got to think about it. they play North Carolina, who's a good team. They play Virginia, who's a good team. Virginia Tech, who's a good team. They play all these good teams. If they don't have a bunch of turnovers. Could they do something? You know, you give North Carolina the ball. If they have 12 turnovers, 15 turnovers in the game, and they out and they out rebound you, they're going to beat you in the glass, you know? Yeah. So for Duke, they kind of got lucked out that Kansas, you know, had 26 turnovers because, you know, they got eight up on the boards. They shot worse field goal position and percentage. They had less assists. They really couldn't do anything. Really? The only thing that kept them in the ballgame was the fact that Kansas had 20 fouls and the turnovers that they had. You know, you take the turnovers and you knock down some of those fouls, Kansas wins this
1: ballgame pretty easy. Yeah, which I didn't notice that. I mean, if if Kansas was nearly flawless in the game, I think Kansas should have won that game. Uh, But just with their fouls, man, uh, I just didn't think. I think just too many fouls and too many turnovers what kind of sealed it. Yeah, because uh, I think the damage was already done in the first half. To be honest, now Kansas was on a roll in the second. In the second half, they were they were doing better, but I, I think I think it just wasn't enough. Yep.
0: Now there one guy that stand out out of all others in this game. You know, Trey Jones. You know, yes, Trey <laughs> Jones. Uh. He- he led the he led the Duke in uh, scoring. He had 15, which is very good. He played almost the entire game. He played 39 minutes of the game. He played only, He played almost every single minute of the game.
1: Wow. I I didn't see that. I'm I'm kind of amazed. I think that's Tyus Jones's uh, little brother, right? I do believe so. Um, uh, yeah, because he was supposed to be a he was supposed to be a draft draft pro, uh, prospect last year. Yep. but he but he decided not to uh, at the last minute, and I think that was a good decision because you're going up with people, as uh, Zion Williamson and uh, <laughs> John Morant. I think yeah, John Morant. Yeah, but a player that stuck
0: out for Kansas, you know. I didn't really heard of this dude going into this game, but he most definitely made an impact was Devin Dotson. He had 17 points, two rebounds, and then one assist. You know, he, he really shot pretty good, so he went five for nine. The only missed shots that he had was from the three-point line. which you know, hey, you, three-point line is not consistent. You know, you cannot ever guarantee the three-bomb to go in. So, you know, yeah. that could just have been an off day. Now, he played a bunch of minutes. He played 38 minutes of the game. You know, he, that's almost all the game. That's two minutes away from playing the entire game. You know, I give all these all these players, you know, who can play 38 minutes, I give him credit, you know, because that's a long time, you know. Now, let's talk about the one and two. Let's talk about Michigan State and Kentucky. Going into this game, good game. Michigan State the one, Kentucky the two. We're
1: looking for a great battle, you know. Uh they played at least four times. Uh no, three times I would think. And all three of the times, Michigan State has been number one uh, heading into the heading into it. And I think they are uh one uh two for three uh in the games.
0: Yeah.
1: It was a good ball game, you know.
0: Kentucky had sixty nine points, Michigan State to sixty two.
1: And better, again, better look, game, better game, yeah. no, no, uh, not a lot of turnovers, uh, not a lot of fouls, I don't
0: think, yeah, it, it was a good game, all around, you know, but this is another game, we're talking about, you know, that was two completely different ball games, you know,
1: yeah, compared, compared to the two other games, uh, I think if, uh, if it feels, it feels the other way around, and it was Duke and Kansas, so one and two, I, I don't know what to say, but, but the, but we gotta realize this is the first game for each and every one of them. so they're kind of they're kind of getting adjusted. they're kind of they're tr- trying to get comfortable at their positions. Yeah, not too comfortable, but trying to trying to uh, get comfy,, uh, try to let loose. So this is the first game. they've got plenty more games left. So yeah. honestly, I think this is normal. yeah for for a kick,
0: for a team. I see what – you know what really hurt Michigan State this game? Uh, what they is it? They, they Michigan State couldn't shoot this game. You know, they, they they shot terrible. They went five for 26 from three-point line. Five for five what? Five for 26 on the three-point line. Oh. <laughs> you know, another thing is Kentucky. They they was lighting up. They went six for 18, and they was making everything. You know, they, they was not just making – Three point shot. They was five foot back, just making it, pulling up inside of somebody's face and making. It, you know, this looked like a good Kentucky team.
1: This looks like a team that's gonna be hard to beat. You know, yeah, I see. I see them in uh, top sixteen, maybe uh, no, uh, lead eight, maybe, maybe if they get in it, I say, I say uh, final four.
0: I tell you what, this is a team who had no
1: turnovers. They had ten turnovers the
0: entire game. Not very many at all. That's a very good ball game. They had thirty rebounds. You know, this is a very good close game. You know.
1: Yes, yes. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed watching the game. Uh, I was on the edge of my seat uh, most of the game. Yeah,
0: and there wasn't too many second chance points. You know, there was only twelve offensive rebounds in the entire game, which is not very many at all for both teams. Uh huh. Michigan State had seven. Kentucky had five. But a few players that stuck out to me in this game was Michigan State's Cassius Winston, who lit it up. He shot 20 – he had 21 points, four assists, and one rebound. You know, he lit it up. You know, this is a guy who, you know, could be top three in the dra- upcoming draft. You know, he is a great player. He He's lightened up. He had pretty good field goal percentage, you know. He maintained, you know, he didn't have very many turnovers. He played pretty good. And now that, oh, yeah. A player that stuck out to me on the Kentucky side has to be Tracy Mac- Maxey. You know, he is very good. You know, I don't know if I pronounced his first name right, but he
1: tiz- is a monster, you know. Uh, yeah. I-, I-, I think he's going to have a promising season. Uh, Maybe a maybe, uh, prospect. Yeah. If he if he decides to go into the draft. Yeah.
0: Good point guard who came off the bench and scored 26 points. He had the most points by either teams for a single player. He had the most points for a bench player. That was pretty good, you know.
1: Really? He
0: did. However, he as he was lighting it up, he played 32 minutes of the game. But, like I said, he came off the bench and scored 26 points. Mm-hmm very good, very solid performance for this ball. Game. for
1: for a bench player i I think he could he could uh make a make a starter uh like for point guard or shooting guard I think it could happen uh later later in the season yeah, I like that
0: idea rest of the season I say you probably get more minutes you know especially if you can keep this type of performance up yeah. But what really hurt Michigan State this game is, like I said, they shot too many threes. You know, they was doing more consistent as they drove in, and as they drove in, they played better and better. You know, they yeah, they was, they I was,
1: think they would have been more aggressive in the paint than they should have in the three pointer lines, and I think that's what hurt them. Yeah, I think uh, if, if they would have drove in more, you know, they had they was getting
0: picked up fouls, you know. They was driving in, making layups, you know, getting the anhorn, going to the free throw line, you know, and doing pretty solid to convert, you know, not too bad. Yeah. But as if as they sat back and, we sh- and they shot over half their shots was from the three point line. It hurts you,
1: you know. It limits you. Yeah. game. Yeah. Like like having some threes is okay, just as long as you're open. But if you like, kind of, kind of get uh go. Three and then for three, 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 and it's gonna, it's gonna uh, hurt because you can only shoot if you know that you're open and if you can shoot it, and they just didn't do that. Yeah, uh, and I, I think that's what hurt. If they would have been, if they would have at least had a play that could like kind of body, body the power forward centers in the paint and. Go consistent for the glass. I think that they could win uh, if they were more consistent in the paint more than the three. But if you're if you're open in the three, then go ahead, go go and shoot it. If you think that you can make it, just just be open. And there you go. I mean, but yeah, big thing. Big they just, thing, they just thing wasn't that. landing.
0: Yes, big thing for them. You know, they shot four, 48% of their shots was on the three-point line. And if you look at their three-point percents, they shot 19% from the three-point line. You would think if you're shooting 48% of your shots from the three-point line, you would think that you can make those shots. 19% terrible. 19%
1: – That's way too low. That is way too low, you know. Way too low for uh, for shooting. Uh, I, don't, I don't even know how bad it was. If it's 19% total – from the whole game i've no idea how bad it was uh the first half it was pretty bad you know if you look at this game you know
0: for mission state every 10 of their shots from the three point line two of those was in that's it every 10 of their shots
1: from the three or from three point line two of them was in i mean that's and that's not good now they can fix this in their uh, practices that they have, and the next day they can come up and be better. I I think that they can recover from this loss. I mean, we know we know they're gonna recover. This is the first game, like I said before. Uh, now their next opponent, I think that they can they can learn from their mistake. They can uh, watch film and see what uh what was. What well, what they were messing up on, and then I think that they can be better their next game against their next opponent. Yeah, their next game
0: is tonight against uh, Birmingham, t- Birminghamton or whatever Binghamton. You know, I don't know how you pronounce that. I, very, yeah, I'm very gonna have team. to. I'm gonna
1: have to say Michigan State's gonna pull up with the win. Uh, yeah, yeah, easy win. And then Thursday they
0: will play against Seton Hall, and this will be their next big test to see which team, if they really want it or not. But a big player that stands out to me and stands out all across the nation for NCAA yeah. has got to be w- one of the best players. You know, he was going to be top three. He was, guaranteed, he was almost guaranteed to be top three. And then all this stuff's going on. James Wiseman, you know, it's. It, I hate to say it, but Memphis needs this dude. You know, and it sucks for this to happen, you know. Yeah. For the – you know – as all this goes on, you know the coach made a way for them to be able to move into the area, just so he could go to high school in this state, so he could go to Memphis. You know, that, that, it really sucks. I mean, for... i i
1: don't I don't really see the problem with this. I mean, I think that it was just like a good deed that just didn't go as planned. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I mean, I don't I don't see why this is a big deal. Uh, I mean, it's not like they're they're like trying to offer. Um, uh, I'm trying to say the words, I just can't. I just can't get it out. But I just think this is a really unfortunate thing for uh, this top prospect that is now ineligible to play just because he's trying to move to, closer to a high school so he can go to go to a college, and I, I think that's just disappointing. It really is. It's not like they're trying to beg him for money or trying to uh, – they're not trying to say – I mean, they're not doing anything bad, I don't think. I mean, do you think so? I mean,
0: I mean kind of agree with you, you know. But his – Ardenby could have been – might be one of his last games in the NCAA happened on Friday the 8th, you know. He went out there. He played 25 minutes a game. He had nine rebounds and 17 points, you know. And it really sucks to say that this could be his last game. This very well would, might be his last game, you know. And it sucks because this dude is very promising, you know. His first game had 22 points, 11 rebounds, one assist, and 28 points. You know, he is a phenomenal player. He, he really is. Sure, he for sure is going to go top three. You know, what's going to be the next big move for him, you know, after all this stuff's going on? Will he go overseas to play some professional so he can – go back or what because you know I think that they, they're not gonna let him play college ball anymore as he has been ineligible you know we're we'll gonna see moving forward what quite happens here yeah but I would like if he if they come to the decision that he really can't play anymore I say they just go ahead and move on and go ahead and and I think he should go play f- professional overseas. overseas. Yeah, get a few, maybe get one year in, get a half a year, in, get get some time in. Let that one year, uh, that one year out of high school not affect anymore. <laughs> and then try to go into the draft, you know, because he'll still be quite in shape. He'll still be playing arguably a very might be better players than what's in college, you know. Yeah, but they're you know college ball there. You know he'd be playing against uh mellow Ball, you know he's a very good player. You know he'll be playing against a few different players. That's very good. Arguably pretty good. And he'll be going overseas. You know if he goes over there, I think his draft suck will not only rise, but I think it will show that he likes the game of basketball. You know he's not just going to let yeah him, something like this pass him by.
1: Yeah. Uh, but let's let's get into some wholesome things. Uh, the uh I think. I forgot his name, but he, he was diagnosed with autism. He is the first player in college basketball history to make a basket.
0: Oh, yeah. I, that really stuck out. That really stuck out to me. As that, I mean, it really is very
1: big to me to see. That's huge. It's really huge. And when I, when I saw the news that he was getting an offer, a D1 scholarship, I was really happy for him. Uh, I don't even know the kid, but I was really happy. Uh, I'm glad that he f- that a school found him, uh, found him very good, and I'm glad that he's doing very well. I don't know. I don't know the total points he had, but I heard he did really good, and I'm glad. And I'm glad he's he's doing well. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it really stuck
0: out to me. You know, I'm glad that he gets to do this. You know, I'm glad that he got that chance. You know, uh, Bennett it, he played very good. You know, he's he's just glad that he gets to be there. You know, he gets his first he gets the first points for an autism player. You know, yeah, Kent State. I'm really happy for him for finding a place. You know, and you know, Kent State really is a pretty big college too. It's not no small one. You know, but yeah.
1: I'm happy for him. You know. I'm happy for him too. I I really hope his career goes off. I hope his career goes swimmingly well. Uh. Now I don't know if he'll go for the draft. I, I doubt it, but I I think that he, I think that he'll make it.
0: Well, it's too early to tell you know, You know, uh, that was really yeah. just, you know, he's got to get in there. You know, and it's happy. I'm happy for him to go in there, but, you know, it could be a long journey if he has, you know, if he even has a little bit of chance to be a long journey for him. You know, he played six minutes. He had two rebounds and two points. So I'm happy. And- all right, that's all we have for NCAA basketball. Let's talk a little bit of NCAA football.
1: First upset for Penn State as they lost Uh to a uh, top fifteen team last night, uh thirty-four to twenty-six. It, it was
0: uh it was thirty it was thirty one. Uh talking about the Penn State game? It was yes. 30, it was thirty one twenty six now it was a very good very good ball game, you know. Minnesota with the huge
1: upset. I think this is this is a big upset now. Penn State will recover from this, of course. Uh, Minnesota, they were both undefeated teams. One of them was going to lose uh, yesterday, and Minnesota pulled it off. Uh, and this is huge because, yes, of course, they were uh, both top 25 teams uh, coming in, uh, and they're both undefeated. So it was going to be a good game either way. Uh, th- um, but I feel like Penn State just... Uh, felt short. Uh, yeah, it was, they, couldn't, they couldn't pull it off.
0: Yeah, you know, Sean Clifford really did not help him. You know, he had three interceptions, you know. It really sucks, you know. He was playing pretty good all year, you know. And you just can't, and, get up, you can't give up three interceptions and just trust your defense, you know. It's, it's a hard league to be able to do that. But yeah. a big game that really went on, you know, the biggest game of the year, arguably, of the regular season, LSU versus Alabama, you know. This was games. this was a good game.
1: I, th- it that was amazing. I think I think this is game of the year to be honest. Yeah. This, it it went back and forth. LSU of course went up on top uh with the final score 46-44 46-44 44, uh, 46, 44. Forty-one. Oh, my apologies. Yeah, it was a very uh, good ball game. It, it was close. It, it was super close. Yeah. Uh, but A big thing was Joe Burrow.
0: He's a monster. You know, he had three touchdowns, three hundred ninety some yards. You know, he played pretty good. You know, they really had what? this game all the way through. You know, at halftime they had they had the lead thirty-three to thirteen. You know, and that's a huge. You know, being down by twenty points, it's hard. It's hard to come back. That.
1: Yeah, that's that's a really that's that's hard. That's a hard thing to to pull off. And they they did it. I mean, they be they be a defending champion uh, last night. And that is that's huge because they're they're Alabama's supposed to come in as as a as a returning as a returning contender for the title. Uh And I think LSU just proved that wrong to uh, last night. I I really do think that LSU can pull it off. Like if... yeah.
0: I think I think early prediction. You know, I think it would be LSU and Clemson. You know, I like Clemson. You know, I don't think they're quite getting what they should. You know, because they was ranked fifth behind. They was behind Penn State and everything. And you know that's really ain't right, but. I just like this team, you know, LSU, the way it looks like now, Ohio State playing Alabama and LSU be playing Clemson in the college playoffs, you know. Ohio State looking nice. LSU looking nice. Clemson looking nice. I mean, there,
1: there's just a lot of top ten teams who are looking very, very good this year. Uh, and Clemson at number five, that's – I mean, I I think the this this season, I'm not gonna lie. This season has really changed uh, because we're we're used to Oklahoma, Alabama, Ohio State, uh, Clemson, and Notre Dame always being in the top five, and it's very annoying seeing <laughs> Clemson and Alabama going for it over and over and over again. This year is different. This year, LSU, Penn State. There, there's just so many contenders for the title. Yeah. And that, <laughs> that's a lot. I mean, it's very
0: close, you know. There's only four undefeated teams left inside the top 10. And the way it's looking right now is they're not even going to give Minnesota a shot, you know. However, they did beat Penn State, but Minnesota is sitting at the seven right now. It's not looking too good, you know. They're keeping it, it looks like they're going to keep Alabama at the fourth seed as of right now, you know. Yeah. But. Who knows moving forward? If Minnesota will win, if they Minnesota wins out and stays undefeated, you know they will have to do because you know they have a big game next week at Iowa. You know,
1: uh, I was to That's going to be a good game next week.
0: And then uh, all, Wisconsin final game in their schedule. That's a bunch of teams. You know, if Alabama. Well, you know, Alabama already took their one loss. You know, if Minnesota don't lose, if Minnesota can somehow just pull it off. You got to put them at the four seed, you know. And I like to see Minnesota. You know, Minnesota is really not known to be the greatest, you know. But I like to see them get, get in the playoffs. I,
1: if they do get a playoffs, I I will be in shock because this was a team that no one expected would get this far. Not even me. I didn't think they would get this far.
0: No, I thought I thought Oklahoma was gonna have a good chance this year. And you know, however they did lose, you know, but yeah, I think.
1: They lost to Kansas State. That that was, I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna tip too my own horn, but I felt, I felt pretty satisfied with that, with that loss. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I mean Kansas State, Kansas State, probably had the biggest upset in the season. Yeah, it was huge. You know,
0: we've we've had a few different upsets this year. You know, I and mean, it's just, it's just crazy to see. The, in these upcoming last three weeks, what team? There'd be one team. I know it, it always happens. it's just one team that always falls apart at the end. You know, last year was Ohio State. Who is it going to be this year? You know, uh huh. There's always that one team who's top five, you know, and, and then they, just, bad they just fall apart the last three games and it, it just goes downhill. Yeah, it does, but. It's going to be tough. It's going to be, it's going to be a very good chance, you know. We're going to have to see, you know, Georgia's up there still. Alabama's up there. Oregon's still up there, you know. A bunch of one-off teams are still in the top five, you know. Well, top six, <laughs> rather. Yeah. But you got anything else to add?
1: No, I already have nothing else. Uh...
0: Not... All right, well, I don't either, you know. Alright, thanks for everybody watching and listening to the Hans Headlines. Uh, see you guys next week. Thank you, Taco.
1: Ah, uh, you're welcome, man. Um it was a pleasure being here. Thank you for the invite. Uh look-